welcome to Braving the Night. My name's Jake Atwood, and I'll be your host this evening. Well, friends, we made it to episode number three. I'd just like to say thank you so much uh, for all the support that we received this week, for all the downloads, for the likes, for the shares, for the encouraging words. just can't tell you how much I appreciate that and how much that means. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. Well, tonight's show is titled Fathers Again. And I was hanging out in my kitchen, doing what I usually do, stand in front of the fridge with the door open, <laughs> look for some food when I got a text message. And my dad had texted me, and he just said, Hey, son, just want to let you know your garden looks great. I just want you to know how proud I am of you. And man, it just hit me. I just, I was really um, appreciative of what he had said. And um, it just had meant a lot. And if you guys knew the background of the story uh, between me and my dad, you would know that uh, there's a lot of time in our life where we didn't have a relationship um, where we weren't in a place where we could talk to one another and uh, there was a lot of water under the bridge um, about eight years old my parents separated and uh, we moved to a different town I was able to visit my dad for a while uh, but you know we moved uh, moved with our mother um, and so you know just uh, just like a lot of the other stories where you know a divorce occurred the family was separated um, all that being said there was a lot of a lot of the stuff that had happened um, in that time of my life that uh, caused a lot of division between me and my dad and uh, so anyways I'm out of place now in my life 37 years old where we patched up some things and uh you know, I live halfway across the country, and we're not able to see one another, but yet our relationship is better than it's been in a lot of years. And so, you know, he's, he, I'm sending him pictures of the garden, you know, I'm mailing him letters and pictures, and just trying to let him know that I care about him and I love him, trying to honor him. And uh, so when he sends a message like that, I'm in a place where I'm able to receive it, and it means something. Uh... Mark Twain has a quote where he said at 14 years old, he said, you know, my dad, uh, he was this ignorant man who didn't make a lot of sense. And he says, fast forward seven years later, around 21, he said, all of a sudden, you know, my dad's a lot smarter than he used to be. So it's, it's amazing what seven years can do. And I'm paraphrasing that quote. But you can kind of hear the sarcasm in that quote you know Mark Twain is basically saying that within that seven years you know it wasn't necessarily that his dad had gotten any smarter and more intelligent but it was rather that Mark Twain grew up a little bit and was able to receive you know what his dad was saying and what his dad had to tell him and share with him in life and um, you know it doesn't have to be like that 
It doesn't have to be where we go through our life in our younger years and we dishonor, we disrespect our parents or we don't want to hear what they have to say. But, you know, here in America, it kind of seems like the storyline goes, you know, you you grow up with your with your father and your your parents. And then when you hit teenage years, you know, you don't really want to hear much of it. You rebel. And then, you know, somewhere in your mid to late 20s, you come back around and everything's peachy keen. But, you know, uh, it's really, it really doesn't have to be that way. I was reading in the Bible after my dad had shared that message with me. And I just, I I remembered uh, Jesus' baptism. And it says, Matthew 3, 16. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And it says that Jesus grew into stature and into favor with God and man as he grew. But he's come to a place in his life where, you know, he's baptized and he publicly declares, you know, that he's on mission with his father. Just as when we get baptized, we publicly declare that we're on mission with Jesus. But it's in that moment where he comes out of that water you know, and, that, and, and God's spirit, like a dove, comes and rests on him. And that voice says, hey, this is my son, my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. And Jesus, he lived a perfect life, a sinless life. Doesn't mean that he didn't have obstacles he had to overcome. Doesn't mean he didn't have days where he, where he sweated, you know, or that he stubbed his toe, you know, he, he was fully God and fully man. And he comes into this place where, you know, he's getting ready to go into some really, really tough stuff, you know, the temptation, you know, in the wilderness and the fasting. But we see a situation where he's in communion with his father and God, the father, lets him know, son, I love you. I am so proud of you. I'm so pleased with you. I care about you. And he, and, and he says that, and I can't help but wonder if that just didn't fill Jesus up. That didn't just put some pep in his step or, you know, if that wasn't something that he was able to treasure in his heart and carry with him. And that simple little thing that my dad said, you know, I'm proud of you, son. You know, that meant, that meant the world to me. And friends, We're in a place in this nation where we are in an epidemic of fatherlessness. And I have made a lot of mistakes myself as a son. And I've made a lot of mistakes myself as a father. I have an older daughter, beautiful woman. She's 18 now just graduated high school and there's a whole story behind 
what happened between us and our life and our relationship where we went a lot of years where there was no contact between us. She had no clue who I was. There's a lot of guilt and shame that I carried, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of wounds. And so tonight as I share what God has placed on my heart to encourage any man out there who's a father, any young man or man out there who's a son and any woman or young woman who's a daughter. My hope and prayer tonight is that we can walk away knowing that no matter what mistakes we've made as a son or a daughter, no matter what mistakes we've made as a father, that we have a father in heaven that when we come to him through Jesus, that when we confess to him the mistakes that we made, when we invite him into our wounds, that he is quick to show up, and he is quick to acknowledge that he loves us, and that he is quick to empower us to walk out the great story of our life that he has for us. In 2 Corinthians 6.18 says, I will be a true father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. And I want to read a little excerpt by John Eldridge. He wrote a book called Fathered by God learning what to do sorry learning what your dad could never teach you and he says in this chapter says father what did I miss here in this stage did I know I was the beloved son did I believe it even now come to me in this place over these years, speak to me. Do I believe you want good things for me? Is my heart secure in your love? How was my young heart wounded in my life as a young boy? And Jesus, you who came to heal the broken heart, come to me here. Heal this stage of my heart. Restore me as the beloved son father me and ladies don't check out you know John Eldridge in that book fathered by God he might have been writing to men but that is just as much for you as it is for any guy and so my question tonight is do you know that you are Father God's beloved son 
beloved daughter? Do you believe it? Do you believe that he wants those good things for you? Would you be in a place where you would allow the Holy Spirit to step into any wound that you might be carrying that's separating you from the Father? And the Bible says that no man may come to the Father but through Christ, but through Jesus, our big brother. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We had that chasm that separated us called sin where you and I couldn't get to God didn't matter how good we were, didn't matter how nice we were, how good a day we had, how many good deeds we did, we couldn't get to him. Jesus comes along and lives that sinless life and dies on the cross. Now he sits at the right hand with God the Father and he intermediates for you and I. We're in a place now where we can have reconciliation with God the Father. And the older I get, the more I carry this desire to see families come together again and mothers and and fathers grow in deep, rich relationships with their children. As a father... The more that my children grow, the more that I see them become who they are, the deeper I want a relationship with them. And I believe God feels that same way for us. And it wasn't until I got my heart right with God that I was able to really step into the place of getting my heart right with my earthly dad. Mistakes were made on both ends. But friends, I'm at a place where I genuinely want to honor others, and more specifically, honor my father. In the last three years, four uh, family members have passed away and uh, one of them being my mother and when uh, you deal with stuff like that for anyone that's dealt with you know a lost loved one you start to really look at your mortality and you start to realize that you know you're not you're not here on this earth forever that we've got one life here on earth. And that time is special. That we're growing older. Our hairs on our head are turning gray. Or we're losing them like I am. And that time that I have left and that time that my dad has left 
I made a decision that despite all his mistakes, despite all my mistakes, that I would forgive him and I would forgive myself and I would go to God and receive forgiveness and that I would make that time uh, special and that I would do all that I could to honor him. I once heard someone say, honor is a lost art. The Bible talks about if we honor our mother and father, that we will be blessed in the land that we live in, that we will have long life. It comes with those promises. And the enemy has done everything he can to destroy our very understanding of honor. And what is honor? In John Bevere's book, Honor Rewards, he defines honor as to value, to esteem, to respect, to treat favorably, and to have high regard for. He goes on to say that honor can be displayed in deed, word, and thought. But friends, honor to value. You know, the enemy comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. And we live in a time where he's, he's stolen honor. He's doing all he can to kill honor and all he can to destroy honor. And I believe that God is rising up a generation where he is galvanizing the people within the body of Christ and using honor to spearhead a great move that he has set in place for us. If we can walk away with anything from tonight's show, my prayer is that whether you've been wounded through a messy relationship with your father, whether you're a father that has been wounded or has wounded his children, that we'd be able to come to a place where we can allow Jesus, through the power of his Holy Spirit, to step in and restore that honor. That we can begin to set things straight. If I could just say a prayer before we close the show tonight. I'd like to invite the Holy Spirit. Ask him if he takes some inventory and do a little soul surgery. And so, Jesus, we just ask that your Holy Spirit would come in. Begin to reveal to us the wounds that we have from our earthly fathers. Or the wounds that we have as fathers. And Lord, we just pray that you would step in, begin to do surgery 
begin to heal those parts that have been hidden, that have been festering. Lord, that you'd be able to invite us in that great move that you have coming upon this nation and this world, and that we would be able to move forward in honor. Lord, that you'd restore what the enemy has taken. We'd be able to have a generation of elders passing the torch to the next generation that passes the torch to the next generation. But we'd be able to look each, each other in the eye with love and compassion and honor. We just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.